This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shenton. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is the Dine Local San Diego podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shenton. We got a wonderful show for you today, very special one. We're going to be really focusing on San Diego Restaurant Week. But before we get into that, we're going to talk to, uh, like we do every week, kicking it off with the Farmer's Market Report. In the studio with me today, I got Joe Herman. Joe, what has been happening in the Farmer's Market this week? Hey, Nick, this week, so we're going to talk about the exit of summer a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. Things like peaches, uh, nectarines, stone fruit, all that's going out, plums and pluots are slowly working their way out. A lot of the farmers are exiting the market with it. So kind of a last chance week for that. Things also like peppers, even figs are kind of working their way out. Yeah. So get them while, they, get them while you can, right? While we can, right? And then uh, as that's happening, fall's kind of coming in more. Now we're starting to see more hard squashes like mm-hmm. uh, kabocha squash, uh, sweet dumplings, butternut, red curry squash. Probably one of my, my favorite out of all the the hard winter squashes. Uh huh. Um, you know, those are all going to come from Tutti Fruity right now. Yeah, we're seeing from her produce, Fresno Evergreen as well. Even uh, Kong Tao has mm-hmm. got some. And so, real quick, so hard winter squashes they actually grow in the summertime, right? They kind of grow. They're just they they start growing over like what like late August or they the actually the gourds start to form and then they're harvested. Uh, Correct. Right yeah. now, and then and. And because they're great storage fruit, that's why we use it, or storage food, that's why we use them in the fall generally, right? Right, yeah. And, you know, um, it's like a 60 to 110-day kind of growing process mm-hmm. before they can be picked on the field. Uh, you know, and they're also, they're, they're perfect for fall and winter. They're, they're a hearty flesh, you know, kind of screwing this up. All right. <laughs> so all right. They're great well, for, they're great for part- stuffing, soups, all that stuff. It's Thanksgiving, blah, you know, yada, yada, yada. So... Well, I know you brought some kabochas into the studio with right. you today, and that's kind of a crazy look. And that, that's a Japanese variety, am I right, or wrong on that one? We'll have to take a look at the specialty <laughs> produce app to find out. <laughs> and so it, the kabocha, it's uh, about the shape of a small pumpkin, um, kind of sweet, thick, heartier flesh than Yeah, than it's a pumpkin. like a sweet potato slash pumpkin. It can be substituted. It's a little starchier. It's kind of got a fine grain to it if you want to use it for soups and stuff like that. I would use a red curry. Mm-hmm. Red curry is also good for, I mean, I've seen it in cakes, um, creme brulees, things like that. Awesome. So, but yeah, it's modeled. Uh, the kabocha, it's, it's just a good all-around squash. You know, it's dark green. It's a little dull, modeled with some lighter green. Kind of a bumpy skin. Mm-hmm. A little bit of contrast to sweet and savory. You can go kind of go either way on either there. way. Awesome. It's a perfect complement to the rest of the fall, uh, the fall fruits coming in, pears, that kind of thing. Excellent. So Awesome. Well, with us today in the podcast studio, we also have Brandy Reynolds. Brandy is part of the Farmer's Market truck team, and she has been out selling some farm fresh produce directly to chefs. Uh, what did you get the chance to sell this week, Brandy? Awesome. Uh, so we're definitely seeing the end of summer going into fall, mm-hmm. and you can see that all over Juniper and Ivy's menu. Uh, okay. Chef Masa has a green gauge plum tart on his menu, has like a foie gras custard in the bottom. I think those guys are just a master of sweet and savory, like complete balance of whimsical, classic technique. They're always doing it right. Yeah, I saw a picture of that tart on his Instagram that looked – I actually tagged you in it, Joe, when as soon as I saw it, I was right. like, man, we need to go find that Change thing. Yeah, they love yeah. Andy's Orchard stuff. And unfortunately, they're done for the season, but – Yeah, last chance on those green plums with a tart. Perfect pairing between you know the super savory 
or rich foie and something tart and sweet with the the, the plum. Sounds of course, cool. yeah, it goes sounds well delicious. together. And sous chef Joe Bowers doing some dishes that are bringing us into fall with lots of pears. He's from the south. He was like one of the only chefs excited to see okra on the truck this week. Oh, cool! <laughs> but he's doing a hand pie with duck, but uh, duck breast, foie gras, pears, Asian pear salad, pear butter. That sounds delicious too. Yeah, so they're they're right in the middle of the season there on their menu. It's great. It's time to go back. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up the Farmer's Market Report for us this week. Coming up in just a second, we're going to be doing our San Diego Restaurant Week preview with Ashley Brophy. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. This is going to be a little bit of a unique segment for this show. It's going, we're going to do a San Diego Restaurant Week preview. Every year, twice a year, um, San Diego restaurants partner together to do uh, really get people back out into the restaurants and dining. Um, to my left here, we I've got Ashley Brophy. Ashley's gonna part of the Orange Department at Specialty mm-hmm. Produce yep. and really partners with everybody involved in San Diego Restaurant Week, and she's going to tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a big thing for us with Dine Local, of course, is supporting the restaurants. It's super important to us, and this is the 14th annual San Diego Restaurant Week. It's 14th. 14th. They've wow. been doing this for 14 years. Wow. So they've been creating memories for people around San Diego that typically wouldn't get these opportunities to dine at amazing restaurants at a really affordable price. And these chefs have put together some really special, unique menus. And so that's what it is, right? It's a it's an opportunity for at a value price for people to try new restaurants that they might not have tried before. Exactly. And it, it comes at a great time. It's September. Mm-hmm. It's right before the holidays. Summer's died down. It brings the people back to the city. And it's uh, over 180 restaurants. 180 restaurants. Yeah. And they offer lunch and dinner. Lunch and dinner. Yes. Uh, oh. Not all of them, but some do lunch and some don't. But the lunch is actually really greatly priced. It's between 10 and $20. Uh-huh. And then dinner ranges anywhere from 20 to 50 Okay. And now where do I find this list of restaurants? All right. So San Diego Restaurant Week actually has a website. The website is incredible. Um, it's What's that website? San Diego Restaurant Week.com. San Diego Restaurant Week.com. Yep, that's it. Um, and you can see their full menus. They put menus up there. You can make your reservations there. It actually has a really cool tool where you can look at it by uh, map. Mm-hmm. So you can check out what neighborhood you want to go to, what you're feeling, and then it'll actually generate a list of things, tells you if there's lunch, if there's dinner. It's awesome. That's really cool. So not only can you see what restaurants are participating, you can actually see what they're offering oh, on those. Yeah. So you could pit one, like if you were trying to decide between a couple different restaurants, mm-hmm. you can actually see what you could possibly order on the restaurant week menu and make your decision from there. If you're a planner, they've got you covered. <laughs> and so all that's right there on San Diego restaurant yeah. week.com. Uh-huh. And you can see all the, all the, wow, that's all the information and make your reservation. And you can make your reservation yeah. right there too. Yeah. And it all links into the restaurants. So you have eight days. It's actually great that they have this website because it helps you filter through what you want to do. Are you feeling uh-huh. seafood? Are you looking for something more Italian? Where are you going on the coast? What do you want to do? And I mean, there's some really great restaurants so you can on that list. Sort by restaurant type. You can sort by restaurant cuisine. You can sort by location. It's all there for you. Yeah, all there for you. Sounds like an easy way to make a yeah. decision on where to go and really, you know, take advantage of this. Let's restaurants are on sale this week, guys. Yeah, restaurants Absolutely. are on sale. So, what are the dates for restaurant week? So the dates uh, this year are going to be the 23rd of September until the 30th. The 23rd through the 30th. Yeah. So one week. Make your reservations now, yeah. sandiegorestaurantweek.com. Check it out. Yeah, figure out, out where you're going to go because it's what a great opportunity. And report back, hashtag San Diego Restaurant Week. So always Hashtag ask. SDRW. Oh, sorry. SDRW. You got me. Right? That's yep. the hashtag for yep. San Diego Restaurant Week. So that's another way as, you know, as we 
people are kicking off, you can go to Instagram, search that hashtag, and another great informative yeah. tool for you to make your decision on where it's you're going. It's a live feed. Yeah, up. you see a lot of cool things and the plates. It's awesome. All right. That sounds super, super exciting. Thank you so much, Ashley, for telling for us. having us. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Thank you again for telling us all about San Diego Restaurant Week. Everybody, get out and make your reservations now. SanDiegoRestaurantWeek.com. All right. It's that time of show. The main ingredient, our chef interview with Chef Frankie Becerra of Cucina Urbana, one of the most legendary uh, San Diego institutions when it comes to Italian, modern Italian cuisine. Chef Frankie, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, let's dive right into it. Let's talk about your menu. For me, you know, when I think of Italian food, you know, one of the things, I think one of the stereotypes that come up is just like red sauce and different shapes of pasta. But, you know, when I look at Cucina, it's so much more than that. And you guys have really taken Italian to, you know, uh, applied the kind of the modern American chef approach to a, an old Italian discipline and have come up with just a concept there that has won so many awards, so many acclaims has been an institution for, you know, over 10 years now and is still packed every night. It's, um, it's definitely a special thing to be a part of. Um, we, we try to look at the old idea of like making sure it's comfortable and, you know, kind of that feeling that grandma made it for you and, you know, the love behind it while trying to like kind of flip some things up on, you know, upside down and turn them on their head to kind of give you that, artistic expression while still staying like, true to the program and, you know, continue with what has been laid out before us and, you know, kind of stay in that same tradition of, you know, high quality, um, hyper seasonal, yeah. you know, just attention to detail kind of things. Yeah. I know you guys are big participants in the farmer's market program. I see yeah. you guys out there. At, in fact, I just ran into you this week, caught you out there where the farmer's market truck came by and you were out there inside the truck tasting everything. Um, you know, so tell me about the cycle of menu. You, you, when you see, um, you know, an ingredient that catches your eye on the farmer's market truck, what's, what happens to the, the creative process? Um, a lot of inspiration. I mean, it's one thing to like have them walk through your door, but it's another thing to kind of like put your hands on it and kind of like sort through it, touch it, become a little bit closer to it. Um, you have a little bit more of um, an appreciation for where it comes from. Talking to the farmer's market boys, they have a lot of information, mm -hmm. um, where it's coming from kind of how long we can continue to see it, what's coming on the next wave. And as much as the inspiration at the current time is starting to kind of get the creative juices flowing for what's really to kind of come, how you can kind of start being creative and how it fits to, you know, our mold and what we're trying to do and continuing to, you know, stay true to keeping our, you know, our guests happy. So that lines of communication, kind of knowing what's coming in, getting a little, starting to form that vision in your head of maybe what can I use this for? Start brainstorming on that. Yeah. Then it actually comes on the truck, you taste it, and then you put it into use. Yeah. It's like kind of like the cliff notes of success and, you know, kind of getting, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying a little bit. And so getting that little heads up on kind of what we can see, kind of trying to petition for us to kind of get the first, the first grasp at it allows us to, to kind of stay ahead of the season and, you know, have a little bit more attention to getting that right look on the menu and, you know. Well, one of my favorite things about Cucina is, like, when I go and order off of a menu, um, you know, I want to try everything. And it, it always, whenever I'm eating with somebody who's not, like, willing to share, uh, that always is the downer. Because I want to try as many different things as I can every time I walk into a restaurant. And I think one of the cool things about you guys is family style. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different options on the menu that you can do family style, get the whole group to order a bunch of different varieties of things, 
and then you get to try so many different things. Um, I think, I think that kind of, kind of parallels the idea of like the comfort aspect of mm-hmm. why, what kind of why we seek out Italian. I think it kind of parallels the idea of the, you know, the family and the the comfort that grandma kind of provided for you. You kind of had those expressions at the dinner table growing up, and you kind of want to reenact those when you take a, you know, small party, large party, any size party. If it's just the two of us, you know, like just the opportunity to to kind of feel that that hug. Yeah, I think that's kind of important. Why I think we continue to embrace people with that idea, but also kind of give them something that grandma would never put, prepare for you either. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, but still you get that sense of community when you get to share the experience with somebody and then, you know, that sparks conversation and that like really enhances your whole food experience. And I, I think that just, just so evident every time you walk into Kachina, it's like people sharing food experiences together. And I think that really adds to the vibe there. It's just such a cool thing you guys got going. And not only that we try to provide that for the guest experience too, but I think the culture of, you know, us as a restaurant as a whole, like between the heart of the house and the front of the house and, you know, the bartending staff, like we really try to like come together to really bounce kind of inspiration off each other. Like bartenders are doing certain things with certain spirits that would work really good with certain portions of the meal, the wine program, and, you know, just kind of bringing education to like kind of like everyone. And I think that's kind of really helps with, you know, giving that kind of experience. Yeah. Well, being, being receptive to feedback, I think is some quality, some chefs don't have that quality. And I think the more that you are receptive to everything around you, it just really allows you to hone what you're actually presenting there. Let's talk about uh, one of the staples there. This is something that I get every single time I go in there, and that's the polenta board. Yeah. So that's a chef's whim. Chef's whim. Um, really fun, like, opportunity to, to play with different flavors. Um, you know, for us, it's also a good way to cross-utilize things that, you know, we have coming in out of the door, make sure we utilize everything that's coming in, nothing's getting wasted, mm-hmm. um, allows us to play with different things on the menu, maybe some R&D, maybe some specials, maybe certain things like that. So um, we can continue to to keep people on their toes and can keep, like, the, the gears working. But the Planta Board's also a good opportunity for, you know, our upcoming chefs to kind of, like, put their hand and kind of, like, contribute to the flavor and to the idea and, like, continue to, like, build structure in them. It's, like, really awesome learning environment. So... It's it, one for flavor. It's amazing. Yeah. Two for, you know, for the business plan, cross utilization of all everything and education for the staff. I mean, it's like a triple threat. So, and that's a table side plate up for those of you who haven't had it. It comes out into t- uh, like two nice little, uh, sauce pots, right. And on a little cutting board. And first thing the, the, the waiter then spreads that polenta that smears it down the board with a like nice little channel in the middle and then fills it with whatever that utilization piece or, or again, that, that you know, Pretty much every time I've been there, I've had a good slow cooked meat. A slow cooked meat in there, which is uh, I love, love slow food, and to have that over the polenta. Then I mean, again, I I can't imagine going into Kachina and not getting a polenta board. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a good easy kind of like this is who we are. Mm-hmm. This is how we welcome you, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to you. We're gonna engage you table side by it. It's not something we just kind of set down and be like okay, here you go, and like kind of take off. It's a good way for us to like kind of engage the guest and kind of make you feel part of the experience. And um, the slow cooked meat is also the triple win on that. Dude. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's always the winner. It is. All right. So I know um, you guys are going to be participating in Restaurant Week yes. again this year. You guys have, have been doing that forever now, right? Yeah, this is something annually that you guys always do? For sure. I've been there, um, you know, c- coming almost to two years. I know it's something that um, I've done every year I've participated with the company. Mm-hmm. I know it's been there since I started. 
and um, we're excited. And, and just real quick, you guys are a small privately owned restaurant group. Yep. Um, we have Cucina Urbana. There's Cucina Eneteca, Cucina Sorello. What am I missing? We have um, one in Newport and one in Irvine as well. Uh, they're both Cucina Urbanas. Well, they're in Otecas. In Otecas. To, to Newport <laughs> and to, to Irvine. And then we're also really trying to, you know, hammer in on some of uh, the catering demographic too with Urban Kitchen Catering, mm-hmm. trying to bring some light to that. So if people who maybe need some special needs or private needs or want to do certain things like that, we're really trying to touch that demographic as well. So, so all your San Diego restaurants are participating in Restaurant Week. Yeah. What are you guys going to be offering? Um. Well, I think it's what's really unique about our Restaurant Week format is um, breaking kind of what our menu is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming right into that late summer, like you guys were talking about, yeah. Um, and trying to transition kind of what we've been doing right now, breaking up into different price points. So depending on you know what kind of eater you are, or you know what kind of restaurant Restaurant Week diner you are, yeah. Um, we kind of have a little bit for everything. Kind of breaks up the menu, gives you an opportunity to see what we're doing at a certain price point, and then kind of entices you to come back for that post restaurant week kind of um, experience that you can get on a day-to-day format. So no, no special menu, something that once restaurant week's gone, you can continue to come back and enjoy. So it'll be staples. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, What's your favorite thing on the menu right now, Jeff? Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) um, There's a couple of new items that are on there that are like really hyper seasonal that are fun to eat. Um, Smaller share plates, like, you were touching on allows you to kind of get in at a good price point and kind of see a couple different things. Mm-hmm. All all time favorite margarita pizza. I mean, it's old classic. Kind of can't really can can't go wrong with that one. Um, the bucatini with our house cured guanciale and the fresh hen egg on top is always kind of like melts my heart. And there's nothing that says grandma loves you quite like that pasta. Yeah. So, um, chef, you know the chefs win daily ragu. I mean. I feel like this is body by polenta at this point. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a guilty, it's a guilty vice for me. Um, but from head to toe, um, it's, it's really good and you can find something for everyone. Yeah, th- that's definitely true. Uh, you know, for your, your, somebody who's looking for just like great classic pasta bolognese. Oh man, you guys kill it with the pasta program there. Man. Your pizza program is outrageous. Uh, you know, fired directly on the stone that gives such character that, you know, whenever I bite into a uh, pizza, the things I'm looking for, chew, crust, and crunch. Uh, and, you know, you guys always nail them. Um, just, you know, everything you do there is so, so ridiculously delicious. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, Cucina's been successful because of the tools that they have. That pizza oven is the key to success and the style of pizza we're, we're trying to make there. Um, aesthetically, when it's firing on all cylinders, it, it looks absolutely amazing. It's photo-worthy. Um, the crunch itself is fantastic and um, the ability to kind of rotate those pizzas. And it's not always just like, you know, a certain style or something like that. There's some creative license there too. I think it creeps. It's fun. And, you know, pizzas, I mean, we all love pizza, right? Yeah. Something for everybody truly at Cucina Urbana. Well, Chef Frankie, thank you so much for Absolutely. spending part of your day with me. Yeah, it was rad. super fun to talk food with you. Um, definitely have to do this again sometime. Yeah, I'd love to be back again. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a lot of fun and can't wait to do it again. All right, guys, that's Cucina Urbana. This is Chef Frankie Becerra. He is, uh, they're up on Laurel Street, uh, right on basically 5th Avenue, um, right there, kind of where Bankers Hill starts drifting into Hillcrest, right across from the park, uh, San Diego Institution when it comes to Italian. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Thank you guys, everybody, who's tuned in for listening. Um, We'll see you again next week. Cool. Thank you.
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.